from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? It is part two. That's right, part two, live from America today, July 16th, year of our Lord, 2021, and I want to thank you for joining me on Live from America from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire, and is everybody else as happy as I am that it is Friday? It has been a long week full of winning, winning, winning. Some ups, some down, but pretty much all in all, winning, winning, winning winning and exposing and spreading the gospel and bringing more people to God. It's just been a great week. It's just been a great week. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell. And please, while you're sharing and spreading this video to millions and millions of people around the world, uh, please put your name and where you're from in the comment section if you happen to be watching live on social media. You can also catch this on uh, digital TV at Roku with uh, Roku and Fire Stick as well, just by typing in LFA TV. But of course, this show has always been a social media-driven show. So let's move right to Rumble, shall we? We got Sharon Roth is in the building. She said she purchased her no trespassing private sign for her door. Sheila Serino is watching. As always, thank you so very much. What up, Jeremy? Adam from California under the name of God's Wolf. Good to see you, brother. Denise9904 says, great song. It sure is, isn't it? Rebirth of America. And that's exactly what we're experiencing in this time of our lives. And President Trump said, the best is yet to come, right? Tom Taylor from Texas, good to see you. Um, <clears throat> nope, weeks gone by fast. Just wait till you get old. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know, I feel you. I feel you. Phyllis from Florida is watching. Um, we've got uh, Melissa, Sharon Roth. I made up um, something that went way too fast. I'm sorry I didn't get to see that. Uh, Barbara, uh, hey, Jeremy, from Vancouver Island, B.C., Canada. Good to see you. Thank you very much for joining in. And we've got Lisa that says, Florida girl, Tracy, 2010. Tracy from North Carolina. And Lisa Naquin, it looks like, from Mississippi. And some Pam Miller said she's only three minutes late, so... She did pretty good. Let's move over to YouTube real quick and monitor who's over there. CQ Lime. Hello from California, she says. Hello to you. Thank you for joining in. Michelle Hill. Good afternoon from Alabama. And Thomas Hammaker from Southwest Texas. Angie B. Hey from North Carolina. And uh, thank you, Angie, for, for your gift. I appreciate that. We've got Dorothy DeCristo, Mark Fenner, Kevin Wilson from Michigan. And let's give a couple more here to, uh, to those watching on YouTube. Yvonne Farrellis. Thank you, Yvonne, for joining in. Happy Friday. Good to see you. She said she's only three minutes late. And Laura W. from Indiana. Nurse1986 says, hey, Jeremy, shout out. Don't know your name, but I appreciate the shout out. And Crossville, Tennessee is in the house with Woody1980. God bless you, Woody, and shout out to the Tennessee Freedom Force. Remember, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, folks, I do want to let you know as well, again, you can watch on Roku and Firestick as well, and you can listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio, TuneInRadio.com, RSS Feed, and many, many others. But for all else, 
for when all else fails, go to jeremyharrell.com. And I also spoke with the Real America's Voice team again today. We are this close, folks. We are in the phase of transforming the look of the show to be branded with the Real America's Voice look. And um, you know what? I just I can't thank these guys enough for wanting the show, A, wanting the show on the platform, B, congratulating um, all of us. And, and this not only goes to me, it extends right to you, and I made them aware of that, on such an amazing, fantastic show and uh, how, how it's structured, what we do. But what they really like is they like the engagement with the fans. I said, you, no, no, the family. You like the engagement with the family. There might be fans of some shows, but live from America, you become your fan first, and then you become family. And we all look out for each other. But they really like that, and uh, that's what the core of America is all about, folks. That is what news has always been missing. Why? Because most news has always been fake. Okay? We need the host of any show to be able to understand the people that are watching him or her, and vice versa, and be able to lean on each other when we need each other. That is what America is all about at the heart of this country. So... Big shout out to all of you guys. They recognize that. People are seeing that. And people are going to want to emulate this kind of a style for the show. So shout out to you. God bless you guys. And thank you all so, so very much. Douglas Cowgill says, hey, hey, hip hop from OHIO. Uh, so, you know, it's really good that we have this this um, this back and forth. And not only the back and forth, but the, 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 the ability to be able to rely on each other when we need prayer. Um, I know... Th- Maybe not thousands, but I definitely know hundreds of people who have become actual friends because of this show. And and a friend, a real true friend, especially when you have so much in common, you know, brother and sister in Christ, uh, your views of the country, your views on the future of the uh, of the country, which is the children, your views on school and politics and social society. It's it's really nice to be able to be around like minded people. And um, and we have paid the ultimate price to get to this point, haven't we? I mean, the, the, you know, the, the 10, 15, 20,000 of you that are still left from Facebook days that still watch the show, you know, both live and then after, you guys know what I'm talking about. We've, we've paid the ultimate price to be able to get where we are. And uh, um, what I mean by that is constant censorship, constant rights being trampled, uh, FBI showing up at people's doors, um, including mine, and many, many other things. But you know what? Can't nobody break my pride. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, we got to keep on moving. <laughs> and we keep on moving with the energy, the courage, the path, the knowledge, and the full armor of God that we get through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So I can't think of a better segue than that to turn our attention to the Lord on this wonderful Friday afternoon, evening, morning, depending on wherever you are. But either way, we're going into the weekend. So from July 16th, year of our Lord 2021, from Jesus Calling the Evening Version, please pay attention because we're talking about God now. Keep your eyes on me. I am with you taking care of you in the best possible way. Don't let your past or present suffering contaminate your view of the future. I am the Lord of your future, and I have good things in store for you. Remember that verse in Romans, folks. All things work together for good, okay? And as long as God is with you, you are good, and there is plenty more good than bad. And, and you know what? None of us can predict the future. 
Okay? None of us are Nostradamus or Jesus. Uh, none of us can actually predict the future. But one thing we are certain is God will be in the future. God was in the past, God's in the present, and, present, and God will definitely be in your future. So that's always something good, look, good to look forward to. Uh, Lamentations 3.25 from the New King James Version says, The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks him. I want to actually, you know what, before I get on to the next one, I want to talk about that. This has nothing to do with this, but I was thinking about this today as I was home getting ready for this show, having lunch, talking to my wife. I was thinking about this and I said, um, uh, Jesus was probably the most politically incorrect person that ever, that, that ever walked the earth at that time and probably even now today. And Jesus definitely would have been looked at as a radical in the fake news. This uh, fake news was indeed fake news. Uh, news today. They would, I would assume they would look at him much like they look at us. But one misconception that a lot of lukewarm or fence-riding or just lost Christians think is that Jesus accepts everybody the way they are. That's not true. Jesus does, did not accept everybody the way they were. Jesus accepted everybody who seeked him, who seeked God through him. That is who Jesus accepted. Jesus loved everybody, and Jesus would do anything for anybody, but Jesus did not accept everybody for who they were. He accepted everybody who seeked the Father through him, through faith. So remember that, folks, and it mentions it many, many, many times, okay? Also, from Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. And before you turn out the light tonight, thank me for this time of neediness. Depend on me always. And I do. And I do. I got to tell you, when something bad happens now, Think about this. When something bad happens now, uh, as opposed to years ago, if, if, like say if you, you know when you drop something and it goes in the most unlikely place ever? You drop something and it goes like, rolls 15 feet, takes a hard, sharp left and seems to go right under the fridge where you just can't get it. And you're like, how did that happen? How did that happen? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, uh, anyway. <laughs> that was a corn pop moment. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. That was a corn pop moment we had right there, and I got lost in looking at the comments. I'm seeing that somebody's saying that they need prayers for somebody, and I'm trying to see who that is. Something to do with physicals, gotten harder and harder to pass. Uh, pass. Um, so there's a lot of people in here that are that are looking like they're saying prayers for somebody, and I'm just trying to catch up on who that is. So I'm hard, sorry for having my Joe Biden moment. Uh, either way, folks, it's time for the Lord's Prayer. It is time. It is time for the Lord's Prayer. So please, if you have your hat on, take it off. If you're at work still, if you're at home, if you're at some kind of school, if you're at, uh, if you're with your friends, doesn't matter where you are. Say it out loud. Let them hear it. Let them hear how happy you are. Let them hear how solid you are in your love for the Lord. Okay? Here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You know, a lot of people told me a while back that um, uh, I said the Lord's Prayer too quickly. And I know that I talk rather quickly when I'm doing the news, but one thing I never wanted to do was rush through the Lord's Prayer. So I hope I'm saying it at the speed that I that everybody can follow, because I know there's a lot of kids who watch the show. Uh, if I'm not, just let me know and I'll slow it down. So it uh, looks like prayers for Jay Van, who's on Rumble. Jay Van, and uh, I don't know what happened, but I will uh, ask for prayers for you. And uh, when after the show, I'll look back at the comments and I'll see exactly what's going on so I can... Uh, make my prayers more appropriate, and reach out to you if there's anything that you need. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move right to the first and foremost section of the day. Let's get through this Friday with a bang. Rumble, YouTube, Roku, Fire Stick, Podcast, whatever. Are you ready to rumble? It's time for first and foremost section of today, folks. And I promised you that I would always keep up with what's going on, as much as I could anyway, behind the scenes with January 6th. And we found out some more lies about January 6th. There is breaking news and updates still coming out about January 6th that you're not going to hear on major news networks. You're not going to hear on the mainstream media. You're not even going to hear a lot of other people who have podcasts talk about this. Okay? Somebody's right. They said, you don't talk as fast as Ben Shapiro. Well, I don't have that high of an IQ to get that far ahead of my words either. Um, but here's, uh, here's some, some news coming out of January 6th. So it's really incredible to watch this thing unfold, right? To watch all of this that's happened since November 3rd till now. It's, it's hard to go through. It is a roller coaster. I get it. It's a roller coaster of emotions. Everybody is, it, it feels like, you know, there's two good days, one, one bad, uh, two more good days, but then a week full of bad days and you're just going back and forth and back and forth. But one thing that I know that you're starting to see. And if you're not, please let me know. But I believe that we're all starting to see the same thing. We're starting to see the truth unfold. We're starting to see God's truth prevail. And it's, it's, it's an incredible thing to watch if you have the patience and per- perseverance to fight and watch it unfold and appreciate it at the same time. But check this out. For the last six months, we have heard multiple things over and over and over again about January 6th through the mainstream media to brainwash people, to get people to think how bad it really was and how bad Trump supporters really are and they're Nazis and this, that, and the other. Two of these things that we keep hearing over and over and over again is that there wasn't enough police to secure the Capitol building because of the size of the insurrection. Okay, and for the longest time, we didn't really know the behind the scenes stuff that happened. Then we found out that Nancy Pelosi, Stretchface Armstrong, and Mayor Bowser of D.C. together denied National Guard interference. So you're wondering, okay, well, number one, um, there wasn't that many people busting windows, breaking in, and beating cops. As a matter of fact, from my account, if I were to just generalize a percentage of how many people were let in and peacefully walked in those front doors, I would say it's probably 95%. I would say it's 5% of the people that got into that Capitol building got in with some kind of force or aggression. And it might not even be that much, but let's just let's just give them that much at least. I would say 95% of the people that walked in, walked in. No problems, didn't put their hands on cops, didn't put their hands on anybody. So you wonder, why were you overrun? Why didn't you have enough security there? And if you didn't have enough security there, why didn't you allow the National Guard to come in, right? Stay with me. Well, folks, the reason that they didn't have as much police 
presence there as needed was because two pipe bomb threats were at the RNC building and at the DNC building, and it literally happened blocks away and minutes before 1 o'clock p.m. There was actual bomb threats at the RNC, which is just a few blocks down the road, and the DNC. So when that happened, the uh, Metro Police, the Metropolitan Police, and the D.C. Capitol Police um, dispatched uh, officers to both places. And what it did is it left them seriously understaffed to be able to handle what was going on at the Capitol building. Now, if you think about all this and how crazy this is... Everybody, the FBI, the CIA, Nancy Pelosi, even Donald Trump was aware that there could be some kind of threat that day. What we didn't know is that the, the reason why they knew that there would be a threat that day. But then we ended up finding out that there was FBI informants or agents in the crowd. We saw that they started shooting flash grenades and smoke bombs and all this other stuff. Okay? Now, we know the pipe bombs went off, but what we didn't know was that the, the, the reason why they didn't have enough security at the Capitol building was because of the number of police that were dispatched to the RNC and the DNC. And the reason why that wasn't part of the narrative and part of the story and was left on its own was because they wanted you to think that the insurrection was so big and so insurmountable that there was nothing that they could do and they were overrun. Again, folks, these guys are like the masters at reality TV. They are the masters at making you think one thing while doing another. And they are definitely the masters at taking in a, in, in a, uh, a scenario and exploiting it for their good. Okay? So, <clears throat> we know that they did that. And those both of those buildings were evacuated. That's the other thing. We were told that those buildings were evacuated because of the insurrection that was taking place at the Capitol. That, again, is a major big lie. That's a major big lie. Those buildings were not evacuated because of what was going on in the Capitol. But what they wanted to do was make you believe that these build that, that there was such a threat of a real insurrection, even though nobody was armed, there's been no gun charges, no uh, police were shot, no police were actually killed by any Trump supporters. The only people that were killed were by the D.C. police and uh, actual Trump supporters. So they want you... Two things... A, they want you to believe that the buildings were evacuated because of the insurrection, which they weren't. They were evacuated because of the pipe bombs. B, they want you to think that they were overrun and didn't have enough help there, when the reason they didn't have enough help was because officers, many officers from both Metropolitan Police and the Capitol Police, were sent to the pipe bomb threats. So all of this stuff is not in the narrative. Why? Why isn't all of these... Uh, very important facts not in the narrative because it doesn't fit the narrative. They want you to believe that they were overrun by warmongering, white supremacist, white nationalist, Trump-supporting Nazis, and there's so many of them in this country that we need to do everything possible to stop them. They are, besides climate change, the number one threat to national security. That is why all of those little tiny, very important facts are left out of the main narrative. Okay? That's why. But we were lied to saying that these buildings were evacuated because of the insurrection. That is not true. They were evacuated because the pipe bombs. We were also told that the cops were overrun because they did not have enough police presence because the crowd was so big. They didn't have enough police presence because their police were somewhere else and they were sent there for another reason. 
So, folks, lies, lies, lies. But guess what? The great thing about it is, is that always, always comes out. The truth always comes out. God's truth always prevails. And sooner or later, folks, we're going to get to the bottom of every bit of it. And when we finally do, I hope the people that are responsible for all of it pay. Likelihood of that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, I hope you got yourself a nice cup of coffee this afternoon or whatever it is that you're drinking. Some people might be drinking a cocktail after work. I don't know. Don't judge you. I get you. Long days. Some people might be drinking tea. Some people might be drinking water. Either way, you can grab yourself a refill or fill yourself up and we're going to take a quick break. Hmm. And be right back after these awesome messages from patriotic businesses like the one you're about to see. The majority of produce brands you're buying in your local stores is imported produce, and it's putting the American farmer out of business. Patriot Foods is fighting back by providing U.S.-only produce. Choosing the Patriot Foods brand is how you can support the American farmers, families, and our service men and women. Patriot Foods has family that has fought in the two major world wars. We strongly believe in your patriotism and your willingness to do what's right for your country. We need your help. Please join the fight and demand your country's brand in your local stores. We thank you and salute you. Thank you for sticking around and thank you for supporting patriotic businesses because that's what it's supposed to be about, folks. All boats rise together. And you know what? If the left can spend their money and their and their businesses and, and, and with like-minded people, then we can do the same thing. And I think it's about time that we start doing that. We've got some new people that joined in on social media. Kalia says, hello, my Christian patriot family. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it's Tom Hoagland says, too dang hot here in PA for coffee. Yeah, and it's hot here too. It's hot here too, but I'm in a, uh, an air-conditioned room right now, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good. All right, folks, we've got a lot more to go through on this beautiful Friday afternoon, so let's get to it. Remember when I told you that it was clear that the end game was to force vaccinate everybody and we can see it we can see the writing on the wall all we actually really got to do is go back to the past which is why they're constantly trying to get rid of the past or change it so that you can't go back to it as a reference to see what's happening now but all you got to do is just look at the step-by-step-by-step process that they're taking when it comes to these vaccines how they're how they're forcing it how they're uh making your life an actual living hell if you don't take it they're going to segregate people which is going to cause bullying and depression and all of this other stuff so every day um uh, we're told the same thing, and, and, and this brainwash is, is pushed and pushed and pushed. And I, in, a, in a little bit, I'll actually give you brainwashing 101. I actually have that as part of my uh, notes here. Let me give you a little quick quick overview of what brainwashing 101 is all about. But check this out. I told you earlier that they were going to start targeting places like Texas and Florida when it comes to changing them from red to blue. Not only are they going to target places like Texas and Florida when it means changing the demographic to a voting, to, you know, to better uh, suit their voting needs, but they're also going to start targeting red and uh, red states for not following their CDC guidelines, and and they're and they're basically doing it out of revenge, and the reason why they're doing it out of revenge is because it worked. 
The reason why they don't like Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida is because he defied them. And how dare you? How dare you defy the Biden regime? How dare you defy the CDC? How dare you defy Master Swamp Rat, Tony the Rat Face Fauci? How dare you defy these kings and these, and these queens and these overlords? That's what they're doing. And I told you they were going to start attacking red states, not only for political reasons, but they're going to start attacking red states um, as a revenge tactic too. Well, folks, <laughs> I wasn't far off because here you go right here, the CDC telling you about the unvaccinated. The new pandemic is the pandemic of the dun, 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 unvaccinated. So they have now labeled us unvaccinated, basically like we're some kind of leper or we're some kind of zombie. You know what I mean? The new pandemic, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Here you go. Listen for yourself. Today, Dr. Fauci and I want to provide some perspective about these numbers and how we should be thinking about where we are at this critical moment in the pandemic. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We are seeing outbreaks of cases in parts of the country that have low vaccination coverage because unvaccinated people are at risk. Now, I want to pause this right here. For people on YouTube and Roku, you're not seeing this right now, but what this is is a map. And what this is a map of is the people who have been a high, a high area of, of, of vaccinations and an area where there's a low amount of vaccinations. But what it really is is highlighting red states, red states who have decided to open up and who have decided that they don't need some kind of experimental shot to keep them safe or to keep them out of harm's way. And what you're seeing right here is community transmission level as of July 11th, 2021. Look at all the red. Hmm. This is their danger zones. And guess what? They just happen to be in red areas throughout the Midwest, down to Florida, over here to Texas. Hmm. Isn't that funny? Yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep the tape going. And communities that are fully vaccinated are generally faring well. You can see the patterns of local outbreaks in the slide of community transmission. Mm -hmm. The blue and yellow counties have low or moderate transmission. Oh, convenient. The orange and red counties have substantial to high transmission. Convenient. On the left, you can see where we were just a short month ago and compare it to where we are now on the right. In the last week, wow. 10% of counties Just have moved wow. into high transmission risk in the red, and 7% of counties have moved into substantial risk in the orange. So this is what you get, folks. This is what you get. You get punished by King Ratface himself, and you get punished by the sniffer and thief, the Biden regime, and you get punished by the Democratic arm of the uh, government called the CDC. You get punished, and that's exactly what they're doing right now. They're highlighting, well, see right here? This seems to be, this red area here is where we see the most, uh, the most outbreak amongst the unvaccinated. Oh, funny. It's bright red in Florida, not only in politics, but also on your little map here. So they're coming after states who decided to not lock down because it broke through their narrative and it proved that these states are doing just fine, if not better, than the states that locked themselves down and pricked themselves with some kind of experimental Fauci shot. It's disgusting. It is so easy to see what they're doing. 
And uh, I don't believe the chart either. Lisa, Lisa on Rumble says, I don't believe that chart. JP Mom says, the governors can push back. They have full reign. Exactly right. By the Constitution, they have full reign, and that's what they will do. But the fact is that they're doing it. Okay? It's just another piece of the puzzle of, of what they're doing. It's, it's easy to tell their next move when you know what the enemy's doing. And that's what the enemy's doing. That's what the enemy's doing. So, red states, stand up. Red governors, stand up like never before. Because they're coming. And part two of the lockdowns, they're coming too. But hopefully they only come to a blue state near you. And I'm so sorry for all you folks who live in a blue state. I really am. I would never tell you to leave because that's your home. But, um, you know, I, I unfortunately right now live in a red state. Maybe not for long. But if it becomes a blue state, I might be moving to a red state, if you know what I mean. Uh, anyway. You ready for the first dumb dumb award of the day? I am. I am. It's Friday afternoon. Let's let loose a little bit. The first dumb dumb award today on Live from America goes to French President Macron. What's his name? Emmanuel Macron. Is that his name? Is that how you say it right? Macron. Macron. However, you say it with a French accent. Either way, this is bad, folks. This is real bad. Now, I actually watched a video not too long ago where it was talking about the Antichrist. And if there was an Antichrist, who would that Antichrist be? Now, you have a long list of people of who that Antichrist could be. But in this video, they even included people like Barack Obama and Trump. Because they, what they were doing was they were taking all the popular people in the world, mainly the world leaders and dictators, and, uh, and they were saying, if there was an Antichrist... What would he be? Where would he live? How would he talk? How would he present himself? Where would he position himself? Who would he position himself around? Blah, 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 blah. Now, I know it's just a, a video made by somebody, and it's definitely going to be an uh, uh, objective uh, kind of video, but it was interesting because as I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, maybe it's him. Oh, maybe it's him. Then I thought it was like some Trump-hating thing because they were highlighting Trump, and then I saw it was about Obama, and I'm like, yeah, he was probably Antichrist. Long story short, it ended with Mac, uh, the French President Mac Macron being the Antichrist. Macaroni, whatever his name is. Remember when his wife was standing next to Ivanka, and it was like Ivanka was like... <laughs> and then his wife is like... <laughs> anyway, um, it was really incredible because this guy is more evil than you know. He's more evil than you know, but he keeps this low profile with this stupid little French smile that he's got. But anyway... This is evil, folks, and this, and this allows you a little bit of an insight on how evil he really is. He made an announcement that starting August 1st, 2021, people in France will not be allowed to shop or purchase food at any supermarket unless they are vaccinated. Now, you couple that with what I just said about their end game is to force vaccinate everybody. Now, we, we predicted that they would take away concerts from you we predicted that they would take away sporting events from you and we predicted and i say we i mean me you all of us even back in the last year that they would uh, take away public uh, transportation as well they would do everything in their power to make um to make you uncomfortable enough to want to take that vaccine they would do literally everything in their power okay who would have ever thought that they would withhold food from you or the ability to purchase food if you're not vaccinated and i take this as even if you try to get somebody to buy food for you if the government finds out that they're buying food for you as an unvaxxed person they're going to force this one way or another 
all over the world. My, my question is, will they be able to do it in the United States of America? Will the United States of America finally say, no, that's enough. Daddy's coming home and there's a new sheriff in town. Or will the United States be like the rest of the world and just do this? Literally withholding food and the ability to purchase the food at a supermarket. So they're going to force people that aren't vaccinated to go back and living in the Stone Age. So if you wanted an idea or any kind of insight into how incredibly evil this little, tiny, little man syndrome complex guy is, there you go right there, folks. There you go. So basically he wants to starve his people. Yes, you're right. Basically he wants to starve his people unless they comply and get the vaccine. Also, a woman was just refused entry into BYU in Hawaii for not being vaccinated. So here's, but we already knew this. We already just saw this coming. We, we, we knew the universities were doing it. So pretty soon, all universities are not going to allow you to get a higher education if you're not vaccinated. Grocery stores and world leaders are going to bar you from shopping and buying food if you are not vaccinated. And... Pretty soon after that, states, even though this is highly illegal and unconstitutional, pretty much everything that the Democrats are doing right now is anyway, states are going to block you from coming into their state if you are, un are unvaccinated. They will have, you know, like the toll booths that they, that they had at states, each, uh, each uh, exit and entrance to every state, they'll be checking for your COVID vaccination papers too. It's going to go as long as people allow it to go. Everything in the world that's going on right now could be over like that if people decided they had had enough. The problem is the majority of the population do not want to disrupt their lives and hope and, and just live and just hope and pray that it doesn't get to that. But unfortunately, we got to be soldiers of God, we've got to be soldiers of our family, we've got to be soldiers for our rights, we've got to be so we're, we just live in those times, folks. We just live in those times. What I wouldn't give to go back to 1985 right now. Uh, Coco Puff says, I don't believe this will go that far. Well, I, I, I don't either. I don't either. But you can. But my point is here is I'm laying out a trail of what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do. Now, I promised you that I would teach you brainwashing 101. This is brainwashing 101. Ready? <clears throat> Mask saves lives. Mask saves lives. No, no. Masks save lives. Masks saves lives. There you go. Um, <clears throat> you can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated. You can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated. Say it again. You can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated. You can still catch COVID even if you're vaccinated. I will get the vaccine. I will get the vaccine. You should get the vaccine. I should get the vaccine. You better get the vaccine or you're going to die. I better get the vaccine or I'm going to die. Your friends are going to kill you if they don't get the vaccine too. My friends are going to kill me if they don't get the vaccine too. You get what I'm trying? You get what I'm doing, folks? I know it gets a little bit of a little old and annoying, but that is brainwashing 101. Say it over and over and over and over and over again until it becomes psychologically normal for the mass amount of people to just conform to. And that is it's the most it's the most 
ridiculously easy thing to do in this world if you have the patience. Look at Islam. Just look at Islam. Masks will save your lives. Masks will save my life. <laughs> oh, anyway, take a quick break. Be right back. And, uh, folks, I did. Uh, I, I told you yesterday that uh, because I'm in partnership with Mike Lindell, um, that they, they reach out to me when there's new deals. And they got uh, a lot of deals right now, but the newest deal that, uh, that they just gave me yesterday was the $39.99 for the three sets of towels. Uh, normally 110 bucks, so it's like 60% off. So put in the promo code LFA and you get that. Also, they're having big-time sales for July. He kept putting out July and Christmas, July and Christmas. Uh, Christmas in July, I mean. So he's 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 given massive discounts to all the people that have promo codes. Um, so it's probably like his mid-year massive sales push to get rid of a lot of stuff. But either way, take advantage of it. Get it now. Get it for Christmas. Hold it. Hold it back for the people that you're going to give it to later. But pay less now. You might as well. Uh, because I guarantee you, if President Trump goes back and Mike Lindell is vindicated and all of the information that he's got, you're going to see tons and tons of businesses go flocking back to him and all those deals are going to be gone again. So, you know, let's get it while we can. I just actually ordered uh, some more stuff from him as well. So, uh, and, and I haven't ordered Christmas presents yet. And I do get a discount as well, but I'm going to order a bunch of Christmas stuff. So if you guys haven't done it yet, you can do the same. And it helps uh, him continue this big fight. So, we got to help those people that won't go, masks are good for me, because, you know, they're soldiers too. All right, welcome back live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Earlier today, on today's show, I highlighted Andrew Cuomo for the first time in what seems like forever, because um, the state is going to be investigating a little bit tomorrow, do, you know, investigating a little bit, doing their job, apparently, um, and uh, they got time set up for Andrew Cuomo to, to answer some questions pertaining to his sexual harassment lawsuits that are against him and 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 claims and so that's that's what this investigation is about now i said earlier too bad they're not actually talking to him about the people that he murdered that would be great i'm talking about the fifteen thousand elderly who didn't get a chance to say goodbye to their family because of the malpractice from the health department at the direction of Pepe Le Pew himself, Andrew Cuomo. So I decided, you know what, since we have not talked about Cuomo for a while, and he did just pop up in the news again today, let me go and research a little bit and find out some other things that he might be saying that isn't being played on, you know, Gateway Pundits or Epic Times or anybody else out there that, that, that's reporting truth these days. And what I found, I stumbled onto a little nugget. A little nugget that I did not, I wouldn't have known because nobody's talking about it. So, let's talk about it real quick. Um... Republican Lee Zeldin is running for governor against Andrew Cuomo. And Lee Zeldin must not be doing that great of a job because you would hear about him like you're hearing Vernon Jones. Vernon Jones' attack strategy against taking out Brian Kemp is far more advanced than Lee Zeldin's attack strategy to take out Grandma Killer, Grandma Killer, Andrew Cuomo. However, let me give you a little insight into how bad New Yorkers want Andrew Cuomo out. I've heard, I've heard nothing about this race at all until I started digging. But Lee Zeldin, who's challenging Cuomo for governor, is, um, is raking in the dough. His campaign is making serious money right now. How serious? Well, he's out fundraising Andrew Cuomo dang near two to one. You have a Republican governor 
or a Republican candidate for governor, going against Andrew Cuomo, he's out uh, fundraising him two to one, or I sh it's not really fundraising, it's campaign, uh, campaign money, but call it fundraising if you want, but he's raking in two to one against Andrew Cuomo. So I'm sitting here looking at things that Andrew Cuomo might have said. Maybe we could pick on some things. Maybe we could dissect some things that he's talking about. Maybe we'll find another woman who said he sexually harassed her. Instead, I jump on this little nugget. So I'm sitting here thinking to myself, wow, if New Yorkers have really had enough of Andrew Cuomo so much to where they're giving a Republican almost two to one campaign donations, then that means if this guy would get off his rear end and do what Vernon Jones is doing down in Georgia, and actually attacking Andrew Cuomo, keeping his name in the news about the 15,000 elderly that he killed, about the 10 people that he sexually harassed and more, more than likely uh, raped. Why isn't this happening? If I was running this campaign, look, smear campaign or not, it ain't about that anymore. It's good versus evil, okay? You, 15 years ago, if, that, if you did that kind of stuff, yeah, it may be smear campaign. Nowadays, no. It, good versus evil, all gloves are off. And if I wanted to save New York, the first thing that you would see every day when you woke up is Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo. And it wouldn't be talking about how great he is. It wouldn't be talking about how fantastic he is. It wouldn't be talking about how he saved New York from the pandemic. It would be talking about how he murdered people because of the pandemic. It would be talking about how unsafe people in New York are, especially women around Cuomo. Why are we not hearing about this from Lee Zelda? So starting next week, we are on a major, major, major campaign. You ready? Our homework from Monday through Friday of next week is going to be calling Representative Lee Zeldin, giving him our support, giving him our prayers, but also giving him a little fire under his you-know-what to get him going, and maybe he'll start amping up his, uh, his uh, rhetoric when it comes to what he's actually fighting against. You, in this case, you don't even really have to say what you're fighting for. Say what you're fighting against. But... He doesn't have the courage, then somebody else has got to step in. So we need to do this now. We need to find out if this guy, Lee Zeldin, actually has the courage. Because if not, be gone. We need somebody else in there. All right? I wish Don Jr. would run for the governor of New York. I bet he would get it. I bet he would get it. Anyway, earlier we talked about uh, uh, Rep Representative Joyce Beattie, the head of the uh, Black National Caucus, I think she was, and uh, we showed you her getting arrested, right? We thought that was funny. I thought it was funny anyway. We showed her getting arrested in D.C., okay? And uh, she got arrested because she was told three times to leave, and she was, I, maybe she was causing an insurrection, I don't know, but she was standing there chanting and singing just as bad as the Texas Democrats were the other day about, uh, you know, injustice and freedom and black people need the right to vote and all of this stuff, right? Showed you that video earlier, right? Well, I got something interesting to show you, so... I apologize for the people on YouTube that won't see this, but if you have me on Telegram, then you saw me post it today. I want to show you two very different pictures posted by um, Representative Joyce Beattie herself. Now, these are from her account. This is not some kind of edit. This is from her account. So here we go. This is her taking pictures yesterday before she was arrested, and it says, Black women are demanding our right to vote. We're marching to the Senate to send a strong message. And it's got a fist, a brown fist on, uh, emoji like this. And it shows her in one picture marching with a bunch of 
um, looks like Stand with BD or Black Lives Matter shirt, I don't know. And then right next to that, it shows another picture of her standing next to uh, one woman who's black and another, and that other woman who's, oh, I can't think of her name, but she pretends to be um, Iranian and she wears her hijab all the time or her job all the time. And anyway, long story short, black women are demanding our right to vote, even though I can see plenty of people that aren't black in that photo. And we're marching to the Senate to send a strong message, right? Okay. But then there's this picture. Joyce Beatty, I voted today. Be sure that you do too. And she's smiling next to a voting machine, a Dominion voting machine. But I thought in this picture right here, black women are demanding our right to vote. We're marching to the Senate to send a strong message. Hashtag our power, our message. And then a picture of her voting, <laughs> standing next to a Dominion voting machine. <laughs> right here demanding justice we don't want fake news okay and then and then this picture right here voting i mean come on how hit it yeah linda sarsour that's who her net that's who the lady is with the hijab linda sarsour and we know what kind of a nut job she is but i just found this so funny look it's like we've never been able to vote and finally we're having our moment where we're finally gonna vote and then it shows her standing next touching a voting machine going voted today <laughs> oh these people are so pathetic hmm these people are so pathetic. Anyway, I've had enough <laughs> looking at that. <laughs> what is wrong? What is wrong? All right, folks. We talked yesterday about how pretend to be press secretary, uh, press secretary Jen Psaki actually helped President Trump's case for his class action lawsuit by admitting that the, quote, private company that does whatever it wants and can ban whoever it wants is now working with the federal government in such a uh, capacity where the federal government actually has control over content. Well, wouldn't that mean that the federal government is running Facebook? Wouldn't that also mean that the federal government under the Biden administration can be very, very, very objective as to who they decide to ban and all that, right? Well, folks, I told you yesterday, she is the gift that keeps on giving old pretend-to-be press secretary circle back Saki. She just does not have the brain capacity of Kaylee McEnany, unfortunately. But here we go. This is her again, opening her mouth, inserting foot, and helping Donald Trump again yet today with her ridiculous rhetoric. Here we go. Uh, providing uh, for, for Facebook or other platforms to measure and publicly share the impact of misinformation on their platform uh, and the audience it's reaching. Uh, also with the public, with all of you, um, to create robust enforcement strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation. Wait, hold on. What did you just say there? What did you say there, Jen? One platform and not oh, others. Back it up a little uh, bit more. Strategies that bridge their properties and provide transparency about rules. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others. Uh, you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others. So now they're subtly saying that they're working with Facebook and that they soon will be working with these others to ban you as the, from there as well. Meaning, if you get banned, then you are a threat on social media, period. They want unilateral community standards amongst all social media networks so that if you get banned on one, you get banned on all of them. Now, I got another video 
Maybe it's this one right here. Check this out. This is only the audio of it. Listen. Uh, areas where we have concern, uh, information that might be useful, information that may or may not be interesting to your viewers. You all make decisions just like the social media platforms make decisions, even though they're a private sector company and different, but just as an example. So we are ma regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health that we and many other Americans seeing are seeing across all of social and traditional media. And we work to engage with them to better understand the enforcement of social media platform policies. So let me give you an example just to illustrate it a just little Just keep bit. digging. Uh, the false narrative that remains active out there about COVID-19 vaccines causing infertility, something we've seen out there flowing on the internet quite a bit in other places as well, which has been disproven time and time again. This is troubling, uh, but a persistent narrative that we and many have seen, and we want to know that the social media platforms are taking steps to address it. That is inaccurate. So we're going to stop it right there, but basically, folks, what she's saying is she's comparing their, she's like, just like we are in constant contact with you guys every day about news, we're in constant contact with the social media companies about what's going on on their platforms too. And she said, and we are in constant contact with them as it pertains to the misinformation that is being shared across their platforms and even content that might not be uh, enjoyable to their audience. Uh, excuse me? What did you say, Jen? Consulting with them about content that might not be enjoyable or wanted by their audience? Who are you to say? Let me ask you this, folks. Who is more powerful today? Regular news on TV or social media news on the internet? Who is more powerful? Who has more of a reach? Who has more of an impact on society to change or engineer society? The mainstream media or big tech? I will wait for you guys in social media land to put your answer in the comments. Because I know what I would say if I was asked who's more powerful, mainstream media or big tech. I would say big tech. Funny how the more powerful of the two outlets to get information to the world is protected and not regulated by the FCC. Hmm, the Federal Communications um, Division of our, of our government. So if the FCC can rule what mainstream media, or if the FCC can't rule what mainstream media says because it's freedom of information under free speech constitutional right in America, then how are they allowed to go to the more powerful of the two, which is big tech, and manipulate what they say? Now you start to see what they're doing with big tech is everything that they've always been doing with regular fake news mainstream. You're CNN. You're fake news. You have an agenda. Okay? The difference is, folks, 
is all of these people that work for these mainstream media companies, they're giving you their version of the information. They can be threatened. They can be fired. They can be coerced. They can be prodded along the way that the people that are prodding them uh, want them to go. But on social media, there isn't employees giving us information. It is us getting information and sharing it with each other. So they can't fire us. They can't take away our pensions. They can't take away our vacation days. They can't suspend us. They can't muzzle us. They can't mask us until they could. And the same thing that they're doing with big tech now that's got everybody going, wait a minute, what's going on here, is exactly what they've been doing with mainstream media since probably the dawn of time. It is nothing but one big fake ruse and they're trying to cut us off from having any information whatsoever. And now they're working with the big tech companies. And they're probably working the big tech companies. Meaning that they're the ones pulling the string, strings. And she just keeps digging the hole deeper. And letting President Trump just get more and more and more ammo for his class action lawsuit. So, normally I would say, please shut her up, please. But, in this case, keep talking. Keep talking. All we hear is... But keep talking anyway. <laughs> All right, folks, I'm going to talk about one more thing and then give you a quick uh, PSA about tomorrow in D.C. I want to read for you Marjorie Taylor Greene's post that I saw today on Instagram. She put, this is how communist starts. The White House is working with Facebook to censor your post, which is violating your free speech because people want to discuss on Facebook a non-FDA-approved vaccine that the Biden administration wants to force you to take. This is how communism starts. And Marjorie Taylor Greene could not be more correct. That is exactly how communism starts. Big shout out to Marjorie Taylor Greene. And now, folks, I want you to take this website down, lookaheadamerica.org. Again, that is lookaheadamerica.org. Tomorrow in D.C. at the, um, at the, uh, the D.C. jail, there is going to be a rally at noon. That's 12 p.m. Eastern time to free the patriotic political prisoners who have been stuck inside that jail of Mayor Bowser's for the last seven months being treated like they are prisoners of war, 23-hour-a-day lockdowns, crappy meals, subject to every kind of disease, including COVID, not getting medical treatment, not getting right to a speedy trial, not getting bailed out, not even getting a bail set, and in a lot of cases, the plea deal that they're trying to give them is seven years, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that is seven years. Seven years years for walking into the people's house when they half of those people that walked in didn't even know what they were doing they walked up the steps everybody else walked up the steps the doors are open oh look guards seem to be letting people in they walked in didn't touch anything didn't hurt anybody didn't break anything didn't so much as even spit and they're getting offered seven years is that true is that is that fair is that fair to do to somebody? What about when BLM was shaking the fence around the White House, trying to tear the fence down? Remember that a year ago, over a year ago, when they were trying to tear down the fence two years ago? And so much to the, um, so much to the fact that they had to take President Trump and his family down to the bunker because they thought that they were going to be um, invaded and President Trump was going to be killed. Remember when Black Lives Matter and Antifa were out there shaking the fences? Whatever happened to those people? Whatever happened to those people? Why wasn't there a national manhunt? Is that not an insurrection? 
when you are literally trying to break into the White House to kill the president? Is that not an insurrection of some kind? It's definitely dangerous, and in my mind, terrorism. How come there wasn't a national manhunt where people were telling on people, snitching on people, taking photos of people, and sending them to some weird, uh, creepy FBI loss uh, website? Why wasn't there some kind of investigation when those people were going to go in and try to kill President Trump? Why? What happened to that? Isn't that weird? Isn't that odd? I mean, a, a sitting president had to be rushed by Secret Service to a bunker that has the power to withstand, or has the ability, I should say, to withstand a nuclear blast. They had to get him down there because of the threat of Black Lives Matter and Antifa, yet Black Lives Matter and Antifa are running around collecting money and just being called an idea. Whatever happened to that? Isn't that weird? I think it's weird. So anyway, folks, tomorrow, if you can make it, get to the rally in D.C. if you're in that area. I know my good friend Suzanne Monk will probably be there at the jailhouse at noon to help free political prisoners. And if you need more information on that, go to lookaheadamerica.org. Again, that is lookaheadamerica.org. Folks, it's the weekend. I'm ready to roll. I've had a great week with you guys. You guys have been amazing. We had a lot of winning this week, so do me a favor this weekend, okay? If you can, just be with your families. Okay, summer's flying by pretty soon. Fall's going to be here before you know it. They're going to try to lock you down and mask you again. Enjoy your families. Cook out, rake some leaves, do some yard work. It's going to be raining here, but it's nice today, so I'm going to go home. Maybe I'm going to go swimming with the kids this evening or something, maybe get some ice cream. But take the, take the weekend off, okay? You've earned it. We've had a strong week. We had a lot of action this week, a lot of people calling and emailing people. Got a lot, th- a lot of things done, and we, went, we had a lot of wins. And really, Arizona, what came out of that yesterday should be a win enough for all of you guys to just take off the weekend and enjoy your families, okay? Remember, folks, there are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one, Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Have a great night. I will see you at 11 a.m. Monday morning for more Live from America. And let me give you a hint.